time, Detroit. It's time, Detroit. It's time. It's playoff time, Detroit. Let's go to work. everyone and welcome to another episode of the buff town podcast we are the best pod in the 313 and we got a season review week four coming up for you guys right now the pistons played four games this week one against the thunder two against the reigning eastern conference champion celtics and uh one against the knicks uh the pistons won a game this week uh we got connie and valley here with us today so uh we'll start with uh connie how are we feeling about Pistons basketball this week I mean, I, I've just like come to fully accept that this is a uh, this is not going to be a playing season. Uh, I was I was kind of feeling that, you know, hope underneath hope, but not this year. Uh, but it's it's still I'm have, I'm enjoying watching the team just like yeah. just to watch those bursts, those like those sparks, you know, seeing the young guys sort of starting putting it together slowly, but you know, surely. Fairly, yeah. Valley, what did you think about this last week of Pistons basketball? Yeah, pretty pretty similar boat with Connie. Um, I was expecting a few more wins this season, but I'm also okay with not getting those because I'm seeing flashes right now over this last week. Over the season, we're seeing flashes, and it's super fun to watch. So it's, it's cool with me. Honestly, it's fun to watch. And I said that last year, but honestly, I was lying to myself. Didn't have the most fun watching last year, but this year I'm genuinely having fun. So maybe next year will be the year we actually try to make the play yeah, and who knows, maybe we'll have a seven foot four guy to go along with us to help us push for that playoff run. Because that's what I'm taking every time you're taking out uh, light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, let's start with uh, looking over the OKC game. Uh, the Pistons did win that game. So what did you guys see from that game that may have led to um, a very rare W for the team this year? Um, that was, yeah, that was a fantastic second half display. That first half was ugly. Very, very <laughs> ugly. Um, I was at this game, had some nice seats. Um, so it was really good to see him come out on top, but the second half was just K taking command. Um, Sadiq Bay that game was the most aggressive I've seen him in a long time. And we beat these guys with Bogdanovich having a rough shooting night. Um, but when I talk about the flashes, that whole second half was one big flash, um, Sadiq Bannon with 25, K21, 11, and 7, Ivy 15, 11, and 6. Hamadou had a nice game. Kaylin even had a nice game. I think that was the first start of him slowly um, showing to turn things around. Um, but second half, what I wanted, what I liked the most about that game was the defense. Um, mm. We seemed like we tried on defense, which was great. Um, albeit, no disrespect, we played the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not the, great, not the greatest team. Um, but oh yeah, great, great on defense that game. I thought Stu, if we're just talking, if we're just picking this one game, defensive player of the game, he was so good, especially on Darius Baisley. They kept on trying to go to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, decent game. Love the second half. Uh yeah, Connie, before I go, what do you got on the Pistons and the Thunder with the Pistons winning 112 to 103? Uh, I thought it I thought, you know, some about flashes. That's one of those flashes that third quarter where it's like this is what it could be like with that like two dynamic guards in the backcourt that both like 
they they can do everything and they can like create in such different and unique ways and yeah it just showed flashes of like what what this backcourt could be and it you know got me excited yeah, yeah. we okay. we didn't miss any perimeter shots in that third quarter that was great yeah. Yeah, got um, yeah. uh, let's see what do I got to add um, like Valley said it was uh, I'll, I'll just jump straight to it Killian Hayes one of his best games uh, was, had a nice game but it was actually his worst game of the week which is kind of crazy to say um, but I really like the way the team played that game I feel like they played with a little bit of fire with them which was nice to see um, it was just really nice to see a team win uh you know, the wins may be few and far between this year, but it just feels like when we do pick up a win, it just it just carries something a little bit extra with it. You know, we won opening night. That was electric. Uh, we won against Golden State. That was obviously electric. And, uh, I mean, not that, like Valley said, the Thunder or anyone, you know, hang your hat on, but, like, you know, it was a good win. But uh, before we move on, Valley was at two of the three wins, but this game, Valley had himself a night. Valley, why don't you tell the listeners what kind of night you had at LCA? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start. High five from Cade Cunningham. Probably the most notable thing. Also sitting 10 feet to the right of me was John Beeline. Uh, great experience to, to see him and see him in action, really. He was taking notes the whole time and transitioning from his seat to the bench, giving information. Great to see him. Get a, get a nice photo with him. Very nice guy. It was great to see John Beeline. Yeah, and of course, the one that, you know, takes everything off the table is you got a high five from Corey Joseph as well. Absolutely. Um, he also, Valley's even been doing work for the pod this week. James Edwards has responded to one of our tweets. So the Buffs on, on the rise, boys. Coming up. Coming Shout out up. to James Edwards if, he's, if he ever finds himself listening to this. <laughs> yeah shout out james edwards if you ever find yourself listening to this pod we'd love to have you on great uh, writer yeah <laughs> writer, yeah absolutely read his stories all the time all right so we started off on a really high note now let's kind of you know take a step back and come back to reality uh the following game the pistons played the reigning eastern conference final reigning eastern conference champs celtics and took a loss of 128 to 112 uh We'll start with Connie on this one. Connie, what did you see out of the Pistons at TD Garden? All right. I mean, off the bat, definitely Kate's worst game of the year. Possibly worst game of career. Uh, but that we can attribute, or I think we can attribute to this shin injury, which mm-hmm. do we know exactly what that is, or is it just shin injury? No. I, I, I assume it's shin splints or something must be like a bit of a more severe case i'm not not entirely sure he had absolutely no bounce no float to his game and that he was he he looked like he was moving through quicksand moving through jello um but our other two guards that's where the party was at man i was watching the celtic stream because you know i stream it off uh streaming websites and yep. those Celtics commentators, they just kept saying, Jaden Ivey looks like Russell Westbrook. And I had to agree with them. Just like the recklessness. There were some of those reckless drives where he just smashes into somebody and he like, get, I think got a finger roll over somebody where he just like hammered into him. And it, it's, he plays with this kind of like reckless abandon when he's really going. And it's so much fun to watch along with 
he kind of has some of the mannerisms, like the passing. There was one pick and roll with Duran. Duran also had a great game. Yeah. Um, where he rolled down and he threw, he just throws these like whip passes, like really quick shot chest passes that like, I don't know, they look kind of Westbrook-like. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then this is the one that I think, this is where the Killian Hayes takeover started. Uh, 16 points off the bench, hit a three. Um, I want to get more into the Killian thing, specific, Killian specifically, but we could do that a little later. Um, first game where our bench outplayed our starters, I thought, also. Yeah, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the bench outplayed the starters, and um, we were actually in the game for a decent amount of it. Uh, Valley, what do you think about the Pistons or Celtics? Uh, I didn't mind this loss that much. I thought the scoreline was a bit unfortunate because we were competitive for most of this game, really. Um, but I think the place to start um, is Jaden Ivey, his play. Another double-double for him. Fantastic rebounding guard. He just has – obviously, he's a freakishly athletic, but just got a knack for getting there. 19 points, 10 boards, 6 assists. But you know what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here for the Killian Hayes. Um, 16 points, 2 boards, and assists. Easily could have had more assists. That was a common theme over the week. Um, mm-hmm. But over this week as a whole – Killian Haven, Killian averaged just under 12, 5, and 5, shooting 44 and 38.5% from deep. I'll do you one better. Uh, take out that first game. Yeah. Let's go last three. It's 14, 5, and 5. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought I was just being more fair. Didn't, didn't want to seem too biased. Yeah, no. Shooting 39% from three. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and I don't know, I don't know what happened, but he just he came out in this game and he looked aggressive. He got that early three to go. He gave Jason Tatum a mean bucket, uh, not soon <laughs> after. And then that third quarter, he just seemed to like take, dare I say, take over that toward the third, fourth quarter for the Pistons. He was getting just about every bucket and keeping us within some kind of reach, which obviously we didn't end up uh, being too competitive in this game in terms of winning. But um, I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't hate this, this loss at all. I was, I was satisfied with the effort all around. Jalen Duran, excellent game. Jaden Ivey, excellent game. Our young guys, great games. And Killing Hayes, an excellent game. So there's there wasn't really much of a reason for me to be too upset about this one, other than the defense, which I'm sure we'll get into later. I will say, I was watching that Killian. I was watching Killian play, and I was like, damn, it's amazing what he could do when the defense has absolutely no respect for you. <laughs> you do some like you just do some like side to side dribble, trying to cross up his man in the mid range, and his dude's like five feet back, so he just decides to like pull it up and he hits the shot, and it's like yeah, great. I was listening. I also listened to the Boston commentators. I guess this was the most recent game, but they're like, they got to get Killian Hayes out the game, man. Come on, like Jaden Ivey's the guy. This guy sucks. Is pretty much what they're saying after Killian airballed that that three in the second half, but he ended up having a good game then too. But um. Off topic, kind of. I, I like the Celtics commentators. They're they're a bit harsh sometimes, but they're one of my. <laughs> they're homers for sure. Yeah, they're homers for sure. But I I st- I still do like them compared yeah. to the other teams. Yeah. I mean, you guys pretty much hit all the nails on the head. Um, l- like you guys said, even though this game in the score in the stat sheets and the scorebook is going to end up as a loss, I didn't feel like it was entirely a loss. I felt like there were so many things that the team um, went fairly well. Um, I mean, starting with the fact that Killian Hayes had a nice game and that w- this was just the beginning of a pretty solid week for him. Um, I don't know. I-, I-, I really like what I see from Killian Hayes. I think um, hopefully he can continue to play this way because it's been really nice to see him uh, turn this corner so far. Uh, but let's move on to the next game. Um I don't know. This game was a little different. Um, no Cade kind of sucked the 
wind out of everyone's sails before the gates even opened. But I think the team kind of did the best they could without their star guy out there. Uh, Valley, what do you think? Yeah, this one was not my favorite game. Um, wasn't very good other than the Bojan um, sensation. He was great in that game. It was really nice to see Alec Burks for the first time this year. Uh, that's that's one big takeaway I will take away. Um, mm-hmm. Long term, he's going to be a big time help to that to that second unit, um, especially helping Killian Hayes. Uh, but one thing I I just didn't like over this game, and then Boston again was Sadiq Bay's output. Just four for 10, 11 points in this one. Um, last night, only 10 points against Boston, three for 13, 18 the night before, and four for 12. Uh, not not entirely sure. We've seen Sadiq go through these patterns of having uh, not the greatest shooting nights and then the next night being unconscious from deep. Um, a little concerned about the Sadiq Bay efficiency and overall output, and I've seen a few people uh, calling for him to come off the bench. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of that. But I do. Can I say I'm not why closing that door to the bench yet for Sadiq Bay. Um, I do think that's a potential really good role for him with the tendency of shots he likes to take. Yeah. What can I say why I why I think not that he should come off the bench? Why I think he'd be like hugely successful off the bench is I I think we like when thinking about him as like a movement shooter, like that's what we think he's going to be. Like come off screens, pop three pointers, space to the floor out. I don't think that's who he is, at least not right now. Like he's a bucket. I think he leads the team in two point percentage, two point field goals. Like he can he can really work and get and get get buckets. He's a bucket getter. Um, and I think he would be more maybe more equipped as like a a more primary playmaker off the bench rather than like a spot up shooter in the starting lineup. I think that would. Um, you know, uh, highlight his skills better. Highlight his skills better. Put him in a position where like his skills are maximized, and then Livers, who I think would be starter. He's more of just like a run around the three point line and shoot type guy. But there's no disrespect. I just think Bay's skill set is being underutilized a little bit as a starter. I I do think putting him on the bench would would free him a lot more. Um. The interesting thing would be, who do we slide up? Is it Alec Burke? Is it Isaiah Livers? Um, maybe even Duran if we go 4-5? Who knows? Um, Burke's too great at drawing free throws. He, he's got he's got those stupid little foot tricks that you absolutely <laughs> on the other team. Yeah, you can tell. He he's... some great ticky-tack fouls. Um, maybe Cade can learn a thing or two. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Because Cade, Cade doesn't get calls because Cade is bad at getting calls yeah it's, it's a skill it, it is a skill drawing fouls is a skill and you can tell Burks has been around the block he's been there and he's done that and he knows how to do it yeah it was nice to have that little scoring punch off the bench he didn't I don't think he shot really well but he Got racked up well. points um I think he's just got to get his feet back underneath him and I think we're gonna have um the Alec Burks we were all expecting to get when we saw that we got Alec Burks uh, he may not be around too long, but I, I'm excited to see him while he's here. And hopefully Cade can learn um, some tricks from him as well. Like you guys said, the foul drawing. And I think um, the way Burks just comes off screens and shoots, if Cade can learn to just, you know, be more confident and do those kinds of things, I think um, it'll be a lot better for Cade. Uh, I'm excited till Cade comes back, but that'll be the next three games. Uh, any other notes on uh, the Pistons and Knicks before we move on to the final game of the week against the Celtics. I mean, we could really do this whenever, but I just want to – Isaiah Stewart has been, I thought, so good this week. Um, 
just yeah. playing yeah. his role. like offensive rebound. I, his motor is just like it's incredible, it's like cranked all the way up, and I love it. I think that's um, part of the reason I've seen we've seen better three point shooting for him um, this past week as well. He had a couple ones late in the game as well that kept mm-hmm. him for a bit. Um, more fluidity, I thought, like, or like it just seemed more natural when he was shooting those threes. Um, and, and there was a little bit respect given to him. I thought I started to realize like teams weren't just sitting 10 feet underneath him, um, which could play into the future more. Um, if we do start during at the five, because we saw Casey now that he has more options available with Bagley back, Noel back, we saw Duran and Stu play together more. Um, mm-hmm. still pretty small sample size, but. As the season goes on, I expect those minutes to only happen more, and I'm so excited for it. Like with the with the energy level that Stu plays, and then with Duran just grabbing every rebound, being an immense rim protector, that could be a really fun a fun tandem up there. Uh, Duran's an 18 year old difference maker. That's all I was gonna say. I just he's it's just so good at yeah. rebound. Also, I thought there were a couple. I think there was like two gold ten calls this past week that I don't think were gold oh, ten with Duran. Yeah, one against the Knicks and one against Tatum, where it's like. The, it was the Celtics commentators too. They're like, "Oh, it's a goaltender. You got to be quicker than that." And then they looked up at the top and they're like, "Oh, right here." And right yes. when he blocked it, they're like, "Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I don't think so." And they just kind of shut up, and the game went back to the other thing. He just gets so high up. It's just, it's incredible. Like every time people drive by him, I anticipate him pinning it off the glass because he's just ready for that. Isaiah Livermore himself for too. We do have a, that's a uh, sneak peek. He's been playing well, but he he might be featured in a segment later in the podcast. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Uh, all right, let's things. Yeah, let's quickly speed through this last game uh, before we get to those. Um, but one last note on Duran: he got to the top of the square and it didn't even look like he was trying to jump. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Last game of the week: Pistons Celtics. Uh, Pistons. Take another L this week, but there were some wins to take away from the game overall. How do you guys feel about the Pistons and Celtics at home? Another great game by Ivy. Uh, good game by Hayes. Solid game. Uh, like, like Ivy, maybe Ivy is new Celtics killer. Maybe. Uh, seems like he turned on. Like the Knicks game seems like he was sleeping a little bit, but he he turned on in those two Celtics games for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see the bag man back. Didn't yeah. feel like he was fully underneath himself either so maybe yeah, not at all. a game or two mm-hmm. um he had two blocks that game too nice to see a little rim protection from marvin bagley also got dunked on by williams yeah that too uh valley any thoughts on the pistons and celtics at home yeah good to see marvin back good to see the career eye from Jaden ivy um but a big question for me is how we use marvin bagley obviously this game these first three, four, maybe even five games. Maybe after this West Coast road trip, it'll actually start for Marvin because it takes time to get back into the swing of things. When Cade gets back. because they, Yeah, they have such yeah a sure, game. we'll say that. And I think that could easily end up being after the West Coast road trip with us milking out the injury with with a certain guy in mind of the draft. Um, Who would that be? <laughs> why I mentioned how we use Bagley is because he was mostly used in the lineup of Hillian or Kojo, Hamadou, Livers, Bagley, and Durin. So emphasis on that on the Hammy Bagley and Darren. That's three guys who are not going to make three pointers. Three guys who aren't going to be guarded. And against the Celtics specifically, when Killian Hayes was out there, Blake Griffin was under the basket. He was he was not guarding him, even if he hit, even if he hit one, he was not getting any respect. So my concern there with the spacing is how it exactly works, I guess. Um, 
Bagley still seems like he only wants to operate in that low block. Um, I mean, Burks. Burks would be part of that, I think. Yeah, Burks normally will be in there. Um, but I don't know. I, I just still have a few concerns about the Bagley-Duran fit. Bagley's shown a bit, a few signs of shooting jumpers. And was it this game, Duran hit that that fader? Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Spectacular bucket from Jalen Duran. Um, over that, yeah. 17 minutes for Jalen Duran, 12 rebounds. Um, thought that was exceptional. He's just a magnet for the for the glass. <laughs> but yeah, this was just just another L. Good night from uh Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, seems to be kind of the trend. Uh Connie, any other thoughts before we move on to our player of the week for this past week? That turnaround, I don't know. That's that it's gonna I'll talk about it a little bit more. All right, all right. Um all right, so who – I'll go first because I think everyone knows what my answer is going to be. And plus, I'll leave someone else on the board for you guys to take. Um, my player of the week was Killian Hayes. Nice to see him come out strong. Um, nice to see him come out with some confidence. and Nice to see uh, his shots go down. Um, his mid-range is actually starting to look kind of nice. Uh, maybe a little more confident in the mid-range than uh, the triple right now. Um Still, that shot looks a little wonky to me, but I'm glad they're going down. Uh, Valley, who was your real quick on Hayes? I don't think okay, I just had a, a thought as watching these past couple games. If you're mm-hmm. a point guard in the NBA, I we thought we said you need to shoot, you really just need to be able to create, and to create, you need to like put some fear into the opposing team about yourself. Mm-hmm. And if that fear is, I'm gonna get buckets in the mid range, I'm gonna do dinkers and dumpers around the rim, like. If you can find a way to score, you can find a way to create. And if it might not be the three-pointer, you know, but you can be an effective player without without a laser three. Like, if he gets into the paint, if he hits those little middies, himself shots, makes a play, he could, he could be effective. Um, yeah, he just needs something. And it seems like he is getting something. Yeah, I was really happy to see it. And, you know, uh, I think, again, another thing, he thought of the, the threes I saw that he did miss. I felt like he thought about them a little too much. I think he just needs to catch, shoot, go. Same thing for Isaiah Stewart. Uh, catch, shoot, go. Um, I feel like the shots go down a lot more often when they do that. Uh, Valley, who was your player of the week this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave somebody open on the table. I'm going to take Isaiah Stewart, actually. Mm. Um, because um, these four games, one for two from deep, one for four from deep, two for four, two for four getting up a good amount and making a good amount. He's getting on the glass at an exceptional rate, especially being 6'8", 6'9", undersized. And that's just that that mentality he has. He's a dog. Um, but he's been so good this year, averaging 12 and 10. And I think this week is just proving more of what he's going to be in the future. Uh, just a hard-nosed defender and just the perfect guy you want in not just any team, but a Detroit team specifically. He's got that Detroit grit and grind. And, yeah, I think he gets – overhated on too much he gets blamed too much for the for the lack of rebounding sometimes um so I'll, sh- I'll shine some light on Isaiah Stewart and take him for my player of the week yeah I like it. he also hit a little mid-range jumper too so mm-hmm. you know if teams are gonna let him do his own thing in the mid-range if he can start knocking those down consistently another tool and, in his toolbox and, and one thing I liked um really quick was the first possession of the game or our first bucket of the game in New yeah. York was him getting the ball, not even a, I think normally it's just a, a handoff situation for him, but he's realized Hartenstein wasn't stepping up. It wasn't even that much of a gap and he just let it fly instantly. Zero hesitation got us on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times this week, the Pistons went to uh, guys the other team was probably not expecting to be their first bucket to get their first bucket. Uh, Connie, who was your player of the week? 
Jaden Ivey, young Russell Westbrook. Uh, he really <laughs> is. I mean, other than he picked off a couple times, but like he, he had one where he stole the ball, wide open, open court, could have thrown down a hammer, passed it to Sadiq. He does that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, he he really showed some chops. Showed some of that almost A1 point guard stuff. Uh, showed he can be a dangerous, dangerous dude. And, it, like, teams are scared of him. He has, like, he's 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 an athlete in a league full of athletes. It's, it's, it's yeah. Special. I mean, if Marcus Smart is giving you room because he thinks you're going to blow by him, then you know you got something special. And then we saw it. I think it was twice um, when he did ISO on Marcus Smart. And mm-hmm. he, I don't want to say settled, but he ended up taking a three and he knocked them both down. Yeah. Um, so he looked better than week as a shooter, I think. Yeah, it was it was a deep one. He loves those wing threes. Those goes down a lot more often than <clears> any other threes he shoots. But it was not – and he also had that nice uh, baseline drive on uh, Derek White. I, I don't know. I, I saw the replay. I didn't see White get hit that hard. But I don't know. I, I really like that play from Ivy. Drive baseline, spin, spin back towards the middle, elevate. I mean, that's pretty much unstoppable for a guy like him against um, a guy he can maybe he, – he's going to be bigger than some guards. So if he can utilize that, that'll be cool. Um, all right. So I know Connie has some things to say about Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart. Uh, so, Connie, the floor is yours. What are we talk? Wait, about what? I, anything. Uh, Killian, Stu, you said you had some things to oh, add. Oh, we, we got to it. It was just – it was that it was that he could be a, a creator without needing a three and that Stu was just a beast. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do have hater of the week. Um, oh, which all right, let's get to it. Two for two with Killian Hayes resurgence. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Durant. Uh, I like to pick on young people and, you know <laughs> – Dylan Duran, uh, y'all might not want to hear it, but he, I think, has a little bit of Andre Drummond syndrome. Uh, dude takes some soft takes sometimes, man. Like, he had, there's some times where he could dunk it, and it's yeah. like a soft lay, and his lay touch is not – it looks good. His lays look good, and everything he does looks really smooth, so it gives me hope that it'll become, but he's – I don't know. A little more – Okay, okay. He's, been, he's been kind of soft around the rim offensively. Yeah, I'd like a little more ferocity from Duran too. You know, I just see him go up and dunk it. Like, we know he's got hops. We know he's got strength. Use it. Yeah, there, there it is. Hater of the week. Something I um want to want to see more from, not I guess Duran. I just want to see more lobs thrown to Duran because there's absolutely yeah. more opportunities to do it, especially with how high you can get. Lobs you thing up above the square. He'll go get it. Yeah. Um, I want to see us utilize that more, but do you have a, do you have a specific goal, Connie? Because I know you said, what, was it double figures for Killian? Um, sure. Let me like get a dunk number or something. Let me get a poster dunk. Uh, no, no fast break poster dunk. I'm talking about off the drop step, off a handoff. I don't know, but a, a big man's poster dunk. <laughs> That's the challenge. Well, considering you are three for three on these, I am very um, excited to see Jalen Duran posted this week. Um, yeah, I, I like Connie, uh, like Valley said, I'm so frustrated with us not hitting our big men. I mean, I don't know how many times Stu sprints down the floor, finds himself pretty much all alone in the middle, but no, they don't give it to him. Same for Duran. Um, I think Bagley was open one or two times for a lob, they didn't give it to Bagley either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got 6'10, 6'11 guys that can jump. I mean, this isn't even including Isaiah. 
but you got 6'10", 6'11", guys that can jump. Freaking use it. Like, that was, like, Bagley and Cade kind of developed that relationship last year. If we can develop that with Duran and Bagley, like, that's, I mean, that's more points on the board. That's Jimmy um, Killian's job, too. That, I yeah, mean, absolutely. that's what we yeah. know he can do. Maybe it comes with a little more confidence, and he's like, maybe I sling this pass, but he should be yeah. slinging this pass. And, and the, the game becomes so much easier when you're out and running um, for everybody, <laughs> uh, but specifically that, Killian Hayes. Killian is exceptional out in the, in the, in the transition with his passing ability. Uh, so as soon as he gets in, uh, his, his goal should be, let's get out and run, and let's hit these big guys. I think that should definitely be a point of emphasis for Casey. Go ahead. He should be a better fast-break team, and yeah. we aren't because yeah. our defense is, is dirt. And it's, because we have dirt defense, you need to play defense to create fast offense, and we don't play defense. Can I – Can I? I guess I want your, your take on this. Casey is notoriously known for having – near the bottom of the league in, in terms of pace uh, all those years in Toronto. Yeah. Is, is is that still something, or do you think it's the defense, and does that also linger back to Casey? I mean, it might be Casey a bit, but at this, like, you like, you just can't get out and run. And something I'm a little worried about is last year you heard all the stuff, like, we were fighting. We'd be like, we'd lose, but we won some good games, and we were in a lot of the games that we lost, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting stomped. Like, yeah, are getting stomped some of these games, and it like with some of the defense is it's it's. I thought it was uh, like young players not familiar with the scheme. Some of it is just effort. Like I just like the nearest dude to the shooter is just like won't do something. Like they won't jump out and get to the shooter. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I see your area for concern. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm not up. on the fire Casey train, but Mm-mm. it's something to think about. Cause... Me neither. He's definitely got this season to go. Um, this, yeah. season, this season's all his. He's not going anywhere this season. Um, what happens beyond that, uh, we'll have to see. I think that's a lot performance-based as well. But we gave up 117.2 points per game this week. We're not going to win basketball games doing that. No, um, we're not. <laughs> that's including somewhat of an outlier against OKC where he only gave up 103 um, which just speaks to how, how many points we've been conceding. It's it's a bit concerning for me, um, but I, I guess I'm still not losing out hope yet that it's it takes time to figure out a defensive scheme, um, especially for a lot of young players, because Casey is implementing this, this switching scheme. We've been seeing a lot of zone action recently, especially over this last week. Um, so Casey's trying a few new different things, I think. But man... This this upcoming road trip and, and tomorrow against Toronto, it's it's got to be significantly improved on the defensive end. It really does. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, I thought this was funny. We scored 112 three times this week. Really? I, I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid amount of points, you know? That's not bad. Yeah, we're scoring. The ball's going in the basket. We, gotta, well, we were just talking uh, before the podcast about um, the highest points scored in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, under Knicks... In a uh, regulation time game, no overtime, 145-135. Wow. Talk about the lack of defense being played. So, I mean, scores league. Um, but on the defensive note, I don't, I don't know if it's just me and my lack of, um, you know, seeing some things. But I feel like we're doing some things better on the defensive end. I feel like the communication's a little bit better on some possessions. Um, I feel like. I mean, needless to say, the defense is a lot better when Killian Hayes is out there. I feel like his defensive um, energy is infectious. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know what you call it, but like we're, we're jumping screens 
uh, sometimes and switching a lot better on those. Um, and I, I think there's been a, I saw one or two times that they kind of do a scram switch where, you know, Killian's caught on a big or Ivy's caught on a big and they switch so that I, at least Livers is on him. So it's not as big of a mismatch as Sadiq. Um, and Sadiq can guard the four. I forget who was bumping with him. I think it was Tatum. Um, and Sadiq held his own. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'd like to see some sort of, <clears throat> I think we're not going to stop to switch everything, but I feel like we need to find a way to utilize Sadiq and Isaiah's strength down low. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, one thing really quick, just wanted to touch on it in that last game against Boston. Th- there's no defense to what Jason Tatum did for the most part. No. Uh, seven threes, most of them were heavily, heavily contested. He had a couple in a row that were just like, just like, what do you do? You know, I'm there and still winning. Um, but I guess, I mean, that's the NBA. That's what skilled players do. So I would would have liked to see us throw more, like just looks at him, uh, defensive looks, just try to, I don't know, get out of his hands or anything. Um, but yeah, sometimes NBA players are just that good and they don't miss. Yeah. And I, I, I know I say this a lot, but I feel like the only guy that was able to stop Tatum towards the end of that game was Killian Hayes. He dogged him. And Tatum was not comfortable with that and got off, I think, a fadeaway over him, bricked off the front of the rim, um, and poked the ball away from him a couple of times, too. So I feel yeah. like everybody can start, you know, hounding. I mean, obviously, you hound a guy, they're not going to be comfortable. But I think if we got we got quickness on the floor with Ivy and Diallo, if they can kind of start, you know, hounding guys, they can beat and poke it away. They can beat almost anyone to the ball. So hopefully, you know we can start seeing some more of that. I think livers would, would fit that category really well as well. Oh yeah. This is, that's also true. And we know Stu can switch, flip his mm-hmm. hips really well. Um, I really like what I've seen from Dern on the uh, switches. Um, I'm looking at Pokashevsky right now and understanding how skinny he is. Uh, all right. So I think that's all we got on the last week. Um, would you guys are, agree with that before we jump into next week? Yeah. Yeah. Good with me. All right, so the Pistons start off tomorrow night uh, against the Toronto Raptors at home. It is the first um, game the Pistons will be wearing their Nike City Edition, the Saint jerseys. Um, I know we kind of went over this when they were first released, but now that it's official and they're going to be wearing them tomorrow night, how do you guys feel about those jerseys? I like them. They look exactly like the Celtics uh, City Edition, too, by the way. Yeah. Jerseys, <laughs> yeah, I just get Maverick vibes when I look at them, but um, I wasn't super high in the statement jerseys either, but I learned to love those, so uh, I'm hoping I can learn to like these as well. Uh, but how are we feeling against the Pistons and the Raptors? The Pistons somehow always come out and show out against the <clears> Raptors. Uh, are we going to pull off a upset tomorrow night, or is Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, is Siakam playing? Probably. No. Going to, he's out, I believe. Uh, he's out? All right. So we got at least maybe a little bit of a chance, but uh, how are we feeling about tomorrow night's game? Jimmy Pistons, uh, Casey, Toronto Supremacy continues. Uh, they're in a little bit of a tailspin, just a small one, just because they are missing some guys. Siakam um, mm-hmm. was super good. Uh wait, we don't have Cade though. Uh, yeah, no, let me go. Yeah, I believe in a big Killian Hayes game. Ooh. Okay. Um, Valley, how are you feeling about Toronto? Um, Toronto, easy win. We never lose to Toronto. We we run the Raptors, especially especially at home. Casey, 
Casey coaches four times a year against them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like Connie said, now's now is a decent time to play the Raptors. I think we're catching them on a, on a bit of a downward. I, I, like I said, a, a small dip in form, but at the same time, we don't have our guy. But if we're gonna win a game this week, it's Toronto's maybe our. It's might sound kind of weird, but if we're gonna win a game this week, I think it might be Toronto with our horrendous away record. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna need to beat home. Still winless, actually. Winless. That might change. You know, you can only go with winless on the road for so long. You got to win something. <laughs> it's it's possible, right? We haven't won a game on the road this year. Sorry, sorry if I'm jumping ahead. But the Clippers, <laughs> who knows what kind of Clippers you're going to face on. I think Clippers game. we lose against because the Clippers, they shoot threes and they shoot a lot of threes and we don't get the three-point shooters and we suck at following the ball around. So And at the Pistons-Pistons yeah. matchup and the former Pistons always beat the current Pistons. But after that, it's Lakers two and ten. I bet you they'll be two and eleven. That's like, Sacramento, Lakers. like those two games, does that does it end? Even Denver's prone to lose a few games. Yeah, it ends with Los Angeles, where they suck. Come on, that, man. I really do hope so. I I want to I want to see us take away oh. at least one one away win to get us going on the road. I don't yeah. think it's going to be the Kings. I think they beat us. Kings uh, play some decent ball, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel I feel like I'm so negative on the pod. I feel like I always say we're never going to win on a week. But I don't know. I'm still not feeling that there's a win this week. Um, I mean, there's no need to go through each game because I think we all have the same outlook on each game. So record predictions for the week. Um, I kind of already kind of hinted at mine, but we'll start with uh, Valley, then we'll go Connie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see the optimism. I think one of Sacramento, the LA teams, I think is a win. And obviously I think I've already said, I think we're going to beat Toronto. So maybe a bit ambitious, but I'm going to say two and two. You went there last week. So I, I um, went one and three last week. Oh, you went one and three last week. That's which right. Which I was right. correct. You were correct. All right. Con, uh, Valley's got the prediction of the week crown right now. Uh, Connie, what do you got for this upcoming week? I wanted to go two and two, but since Valley said two and two, we can't, every time we get two on board, we're wrong. I'm gonna go one and three. I think we either beat the Raptors or the Lakers. Okay. All right. So to avoid the two on that train, I was considering going one and three, but I'll go home four. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, if you guys are both predicting a win and I'm predicting a loss, that means that you guys are most likely to be right. So I'll take that. Um, I don't know. I, I was watching the Bulls Raptors game the other night and Fred Benjamin turned it up a notch. So I'm a little weary of that happening again. They uh, also, we, I think we struggle a little bit against good rim protectors and uh, he's not a good rim protector yet, but their rookie Coloco is. He's got some stuff to him. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a big time shot blocker too. He will come at you. Um, Stu is going to get a few thrown back in his face tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> do you guys do you guys have any points that you're looking forward to through this next week of games and perhaps this road trip as a whole? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just looking at our guards again, like we're not going to have Cade for this next week. Uh, he's listed as out because of that shin. Um, so more in the hands of Ivy, more in the hands of Hayes. Uh, Kiel, uh, Kojo is, I think, just fully out of the picture. I think unfortunately now i think fully washed um might be one or two last seasons in the nba but 
So it's, I think, going to fall heavily into those two guys to like create and do some real stuff. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Killian does. Maybe now you have a couple of good games in a row, the teams start guarding you differently and see how he adapts. See if we throw some lobs. Yeah, my, my thoughts exactly. I, I'm looking forward to another week of Killian Hayes having the ball in his hands a lot more. Uh, I, this Cade injury, um, we'll know more in a couple of weeks can either be at the perfect time or the worst time for Killian Hayes. It could be at the perfect time in the sense that he's getting his confidence, he's getting the ball more, he's getting to build that confidence, or it's going to go in the way of he was just getting comfortable in a six-man role and then they lunged him into the starting lineup and we're all the way back at square one again. Um, so I'm hoping it's the first of the two where Killian just takes the reins and embraces it. Um, but I'm looking for another another week of Jaden Ivey doing Ivy things. Um I'm looking forward to a Jalen Duran poster, as Connie hinted to earlier. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to watch Pistons basketball. Um, and, and I think the best thing is, is even though Cade's not playing for the next few games, I feel like a lot of fans are going to watch because of the excitement that is around this team, which is crazy to think. You know, when Cade sat last year, everyone was like, oh, Cade's sitting. I'm yeah, out. I'm out. Right. Uh, this year it's cage sitting. All right, you know, get better, Kate, get better. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I'm excited. I hope I want to see Sadiq Bay shoot the ball better from three this week. I, I need to see that. <clears throat> I feel like he's had too many consecutive games in a row where he hasn't shot the ball from three well. Um, like we've talked about before, he's really good at putting it on the floor and getting the rim drawing fouls. But if we're going to start winning some more games, he needs to hit threes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys touched on the main points, but I'm also looking forward to seeing just obviously Kate aside. Other than Kate, this team is finally healthy, meaning we're going to have Burks, we're going to have Bagley, yeah, Noah, whatever, on this road trip. Um, interesting to see if that affects the lineups. Um, will Killian start still? Maybe we'll keep him in that sixth man role with, with Burks available because Killian did start the game that Burks missed uh, and Kate, obviously, so. That's I don't true. know. We're bringing off the bench, and will we just abolish Corey Joseph to that to that Roddy Magruder role? Um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, excited to see more of Marvin Bagley. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Just being healthy again, other than Kate. And before the season started, Connie said he did not want to see Marvin Bagley shoot any three pointers. Well, Connie, I'm sorry to disappoint. Marvin Bagley shot a three pointer in his three pointer. No, he no. didn't. <laughs> um, but <laughs> all right, over under. I was going to say five, but that's clearly under. Over under three lobs this week for the Pistons. Lobs? Lobs, yeah. Over three. Over three? All right. Bagman back. Yeah, sure. Why not? With Bagley back, I'll say over. All right. I'll go for two. We need more lobs. We need to feed the big. It just frustrates me how many times. I I think it's a theme around the NBA. Everyone's so three-looking that no one looks for the man that's running the floor. So – if we can start feeding those guys for easy and Stu's um, little jump hook is starting to falter again, which is starting to tick me off. Funny looking, a funny looking jump hook he has. We'll need some yeah. badness. <laughs> uh, bottom four starting to crystallize here. We got Houston, LA, Charlotte, Detroit starting LA's to separate awesome. for that. For that, it's Houston at the bottom, and the other three are half a game behind. Orlando, I think, is a little bit too good unless they sit down. Uh, they will. They will. Everybody will. They will. I mean, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Paulo goes down with an ankle sprain and then Cage Shin starts acting up. But I think um, the, real, the real busters, <laughs> the real busters are starting to um, 
starting to show. And I think that's those are the guys we're competing for 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 Wemby. Real quick, um, Fred Van Vliet is out with a non-COVID illness as of 40 minutes ago, uh, tomorrow. Oh, okay. So um, does Malachi Flynn get the start? <laughs> no, no, they just play their body barns at point guard. More barns. That's going to be fun. See a little bit more barns. Yeah, yeah. it be a good game. It's always a great atmosphere as well. Um, the, when the Raptors fans come down, stadium's almost split almost, I feel like. I think maybe we deal it with it a little better. We got some good attendance this year, man. Yeah. We come in a game. We might be able to fight off those Raptors fans. We always we beat them. They can be obnoxious, I swear. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them are my people too, the Indian people. So, you know, it's it's hard. Uh all right. You guys got any other thoughts on this upcoming week or this past week before we wrap up the pod here today? Uh, no, excited to see the St. Cecilia jerseys, but other than that, looking forward to some more Pistons basketball. Me too, and some more lobs and some more posters. So, until next time, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright. Yay!